Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what are some of the associated characteristics we see with narcissistic personality disorder? So really what I'll be going over would be some of the more subtle signs that are sometimes associated with narcissistic personality disorder. I'll refer to this disorder as NPD. So when we talk about narcissistic personality disorder or NPD, we're talking about a cluster B personality disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM. Cluster B contains personality disorders that are considered dramatic, emotional, or erratic. So there's NPD, and there's also antisocial, borderline, and histrionic personality disorders in that same cluster. Now, when we look at the symptom criteria for NPD, we see a number of symptoms. I won't go over all of them here, but we see symptoms like grandiosity, a sense of entitlement, having fantasies of a great amount of power or success, envying people or believing that people envy you, and being arrogant. There are several other symptoms as well. Here I'll be going over some of the more subtle signs that we see associated with NPD, and these don't necessarily align with any of the symptoms in the definition for NPD. So the first associated characteristic of NPD I'm going to cover is this idea of pathological lying. Now in another video I talked about the potential difference between pathological lying and what we see with cluster B personality disorders. There are different theories as to how pathological lying really fits in. But here I'll just be looking at pathological lying as a potential behavior we see with NPD. And what we see here is that lying is a tool for a number of individuals who have NPD. So it's a skill set. It's something that imparts an advantage. And it's usually not associated 
with any guilt. Actually, quite the opposite. They look at their ability to lie as something to take pride in. Again, it's a tool that they use to accomplish their goals. It actually offers evidence of superiority rather than something that someone should feel guilty about. The lies we see with NPD fall into a few different categories, like making oneself seem better or more important, trying to gain something like money or social status, and sometimes the lies are there simply to cause disruption. This is an interesting feature we see with NPD. Most of the time we think of the lies as related to importance or gain, as I mentioned, but sometimes it can be just to cause chaos or disruption, which keeps an individual from becoming bored and takes a focus off of any type of negative feelings they may have. Some examples of some of the lies seen with NPD would be exaggerating educational status, exaggerating credentials, making past vocational positions, past jobs seem more glamorous or exciting than they really would normally be. A lot of times we see here with NPD, somebody will have a particular job title on a resume, but say that what they really did was from a higher job position. So really they're acting like a victim or acting like they weren't really promoted when they should have been because they had higher levels of job responsibilities than the job title would indicate. Another type of lie we see with NPD is this idea that someone's offered multiple opportunities. So they may be in a particular job, but they may say that they had a number of job offers, like job offers every day or job offers every week. Of course, in some fields and depending on the skill level, job offers can be frequent. However, usually someone, regardless of their skills, isn't offered a new job every day or every week. That would be unusual. So that's the kind of lie and exaggeration we oftentimes see with NPD. Another type of lie we see is this relationship with famous people. Individuals with NPD sometimes will claim that they know individuals who are famous, like politicians, famous business leaders, actors, and there may be some evidence that some association exists, but a lot of times this is greatly exaggerated. So they may have seen an actor or a politician at some point, and that becomes exaggerated into some sort of personal relationship. The next associated characteristic is anger in response to criticism. So a lot of times with NPD, individuals with this disorder are highly sensitive to criticism and highly sensitive if the different lies that they've told have been discovered. And the reaction oftentimes is anger or rage. It's quite disproportionate to the level of criticism or the act of simply being caught in a lie. Now, on this note of criticism, another associated characteristic is that it seems in some cases no amount of praise can compensate for criticism. So say that there's some sort of evaluation that takes place of somebody in their job setting, perhaps an evaluation that's informal for another colleague, like criticism about a presentation or a project. And there are four really good points on there, four points that would suggest that the individual with NPD is performing well, and one constructive criticism element, one piece that's a little more negative. The focused almost always would be on that negative element and not on those positive elements. So there's a real sensitivity to criticism 
And again, praise doesn't seem to compensate for that. Another associated characteristic we see with MPD is low self-esteem. And this one's a little more controversial. I've seen before in different literature that there's a myth about low self-esteem and NPD, that actually individuals with NPD have high self-esteem. I don't think the evidence really supports this. Certainly, there are some instances, some presentations of NPD that would be associated with high self-esteem. But in general, I think of this disorder as being much more strongly related to low self-esteem, this idea of a fragile sense of self. And the grandiosity, the sense of entitlement, the telling lies that cause disruption, for example, compensate for these feelings of low self-esteem. Individuals look for distractions and try to appear more important than they are to cover up feelings of low self-esteem. The next associated characteristic is comorbidity. And comorbidity is a real challenge with narcissistic personality disorder. We know that about 25 to 65% of individuals with MPD have a co-occurring substance use disorder. And about 50% of individuals with MPD have a co-occurring major mood disorder, like major depressive disorder or bipolar disorder. Another feature we sometimes see with MPD is this tendency to blame other people when something goes wrong. So in a work setting, for example, if somebody with this disorder is working on a project and something goes wrong with that project, accepting responsibility would not be what we would expect to see, but rather blaming other individuals to different degrees for that failure so that really none of the responsibility is reflected on the individual with NPD. Now, on the topic of failures, we also tend to see a string of failures associated with NPD. So having a substantial number of job changes in a short period of time. And there are various reasons for this string of failures, including changing jobs. One could be boredom. Another could be they don't feel appreciated in a job. And another cause could be being fired. Personality disorders can be challenging to work with in a number of settings, including vocational settings. So being fired from jobs would not be a surprising sign that would be associated with narcissistic personality disorder. The next associated characteristic is not being a good listener. This is fairly common with NPD. And of course, we know that with NPD, there is a lack of empathy in many instances. And sometimes this and other factors translate into not listening well. Sometimes we see with individuals with NPD, they appear to listen, but then when they respond, they respond with information about themselves. So as somebody's talking, they're really calculating what they can say about themselves to make themselves look better, to fish for compliments, or to otherwise seem more important and seem superior. This is really tied in with the philosophy that other individuals are not interesting to individuals who have NPD. This explains part of the poor listening skill piece and why they tend to respond with stories about themselves instead of reflecting back something about what was said to them or trying to expand on it to get more information from that person. Now, this ties in a little bit with the last associated characteristic I'll cover, which is a tendency to be engaged in extramarital affairs. Now, part of this could be because of the ideal love piece from one of the symptoms of NPD, this fantasy of an ideal love, which goes along with 
a lot of power, money, success. But part of this could also be from that part I talked about before, which is other individuals just aren't interesting. There's a tendency to be bored. So in a marriage, of course, circumstances can sometimes become boring, and an individual with NPD would have a lower amount of tolerance in general for boredom. They don't find that person interesting. They want excitement. They want change. And of course, there might be a value to them to cause disruption. So that's really consistent with what we see with an extramarital affair. It's disruptive. It would not normally be considered boring. It would make things change. Circumstances would change. And it could also be, as I mentioned, a pursuit of that ideal love. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.